got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. Welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the freight sales show for closers. My name is Kevin Hill. I'm your host today, and we're going to be talking about referrals, that the power of referrals is something that, you know what, we, we really haven't talked too much about on Put That Coffee Down, and that is shame on me and shame on, on us uh, about that because it's one of the, the most important prospecting tools that you have. I talk about prospecting a lot of times, but I don't talk about referrals. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about referrals right here. First, let's talk about the Enterprise Fleet Summit. It's our next virtual conference here at FreightWaves. It comes on tomorrow. So all day tomorrow, starting at 9 a.m. Thomas Watson and Kaylee Kaylee Nix are your hosts for, for that program. We are going to talk about large fleets, about management, about kind of pandemic. Of course, Fuel. We'll talk about diesel. Uh, we have our very own Scott Berhong to, to talk uh, about that, about fuel hedging a little bit. Our keynote's going to be James Reed and Tim Gwynn from USA Truck, talking about technology, uh, about bringing in a turnaround culture. We also have Bill Nussbaum from Nussbaum, Bailey Wood from the CBTA. Other great speakers, you can find it live.freightwaves.com. Go to Enterprise Fleet Summit, register for free today. We also have free giveaways for that registration, and we'll throw that up here on screen too. I believe that's a Yeti cooler. I didn't quite win that in the Freightwaves March Madness pool. I only got a Tumblr because I came in third, but I beat all these other yahoos around here. So I feel a little bit proud of myself, especially when I haven't, I didn't watch a single college basketball game. All year long, or the tournament, I came in third. So for for all the other gamblers out there, uh, that's the way to do it. So we have that. Then we have Future of Supply Chain King coming up here, March 9th and 10th. We have our spring special ticket. If you haven't registered, if you haven't bought tickets, if you haven't gotten your hotel room, do that right now. March 9th and 10th, that's Monday and Tuesday, in Northwest Arkansas, Rogers, Arkansas, kind of the hub of the supply chain with Walmart, J.B. Hunt, Transplace. You have a lot of great companies in that area, plus a lot of suppliers. So a lot of shipper content in there. Northwest Arkansas, May 9th and 10th. We have some great networking events for you to attend during that time as well. Um, but yeah, so let's get down to referrals because this is something that is really important. And it's something that a lot of people, they always have questions about. They always have questions about referrals. I always have questions about referrals. It's a great prospecting tool. So before we bring in our, our guest for today, Denise Prawl from Whiteboard Learning, let's just bring her on right now and I'll go through some of these stats with her. How are you doing today, Denise? I am good, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. Any, any time. So uh, you're the owner and, and founder of Whiteboard Learning, which is a referral marketing uh, strategy company. Is that correct? Correct. Good, good. And and what, what kind of, uh, give us a little bit about kind of how you started Whiteboard Learning and, and, and what it's all about. I started Whiteboard Learning uh, basically because I also have another company. I have a property tax consulting company I've had for 25 years. And I learned very quickly as business owner, I had to sell, which not many business owners really enjoy doing. So what I figured 
in my company and how it helped me grow was I figured I wanted to build my business by referral. So I worked and worked to create some type of a referral system for that property tax consulting company. The first year I had it 100% implemented. I doubled that company with no extra time and money and quickly grew it to a six-figure business by using this referral system that I created. And then about 10 years ago, some of my business friends came to me and said, why are you keeping that system a secret? And so I started whiteboard learning 10 years ago. And now I spend the majority of my time teaching business owners how to build their business by referral by creating a referral generating system. You came up with an interesting topic. There's something I, my, my former co-host here at Put That Coffee Down, we were talking about it last week, Richie Daigle. We were talking about this, about entrepreneurs who don't like to sell. Right. And I talked to a few people about this last week. Right. You know, you have people with, with the, they, they have, they might have a great idea. They might have a really good specialization, but they just don't want to sell, but they want to start their own business. And the thing is, if you're not good at sales, you're not going to have your own business for very long. It's not really right. up to you. At the end of the day, it is up to you to make it work, to, to create those sales, create those opportunities or not. Yeah, absolutely. And that is exactly what I find with a lot of people, myself included. I knew how to do property taxes, didn't really know how to be a business owner. I didn't really even think about the fact that I was going to have to sell to put food on my table. And so that is where I decided, was I going to spend my time cold calling or mailing out a lot of mailers or really how did I want to go about building my business? And I landed on referrals and haven't looked back since. But you're absolutely right. That is exactly, um, that's the struggle that a lot of business owners have. It's like, oh, no, I'm in sales now, too. Yes, it, it is. It's, it's a huge struggle. Here's uh, some some stats from extol.com. It's from a 2017 survey. But what I've found is data about referrals never really changes. It's still... This eye-popping number year in, year out. I also saw another survey that I didn't clip out, but it had a by age bracket. You know, you know, how much do you trust referrals? How much do you use referrals? And from the, the silent generation, the baby boomers, all the way down to the newest, which is XZ or whatever it may be, it is a consistent 80%. You know, between 80 and 85%. It's not like, you know, if you're 20 years old, word of mouth referrals loses any power whatsoever. And if you get into your 70s and 80s, it doesn't lose or gain any power. It is always very consistently powerful. So here's a, here's Absolutely. a, yeah, yeah. Here's a few bullet points here. When referred by a friend, people are 4x times more likely to, to make a purchase. Referred customers' long-term value is 16% higher when compared to non-referred customers. Customers acquired through referrals have a 37% higher retention rate, and 81% of consumers are more likely to engage with brands that have rewards programs. Referred customers have an 18% lower churn than customers acquired by other means, and you can expect at least 16% more in profits from referred customers than any other prospecting method. Do any of those numbers surprise you in the, in the least? Not at all. As a matter of fact, they sound a little low to me. So no, sure. they don't surprise me at all. They yeah. they absolutely don't surprise me. Everybody wants to do business by referral. Who wants to find their plumber online? Who who wants to find their payroll company online? Everybody wants a recommendation from somebody who's had a good experience with the company. So everybody's looking for referrals. Our job is to make it easier for us or for them to find us. 
If you think about it, if, if you go on Amazon or if you look for a plumber, if you have to look for a plumber online, what are you looking for when you, when, when you Google? Those reviews. Google reviews, Yelp Absolutely. reviews, whatever reviews you can get your hands on, you are doing that. So reviews are just another, another referral, a, a much less powerful referral than one of your friends or business associates or customers or vendors referring you somebody. Absolutely. So it's a great way to hire people to do business with you, whether it be business to business or whether it's business to consumer. It's also a really great way to build your business. It is. It is. So uh, most of our audience here are freight brokers. And there's, and, you, and even if you're on the asset side as, as well, asset side trucking or freight tech, maybe not freight tech, this doesn't really uh, apply to you. It's, it's a different type of, uh, of sell, but you have your customers that you're moving freight for. You have the shipper or the, the origin point, right? That may or may not be your customer. The consignee or the delivery facility organization is, is another, another person or another entity that you are reaching out to to, to, to book appointment times, to, to make sure the driver's there on time, the shipper's on time. That might be your customer, right? Or neither of those parties might be your customer. So you have those three entities that you're always interacting with, that you're always wanting to go out and get referrals. So that's, that's the, the powerful part of that. Uh, your customer, the, the shipper, the consignee are all in play every single day as you're on the phone. So asking for referrals, asking for, you know, you know those meetings, that chance. So my first question would be, how does any salesperson really get start, started doing referrals? You know, when is the optimal time to ask for it, number one? Okay. So there's two different kinds of referrals. There is the client referral, and then there's the non-client referral. So right now, let's just talk about the client referral, which I think is what you, you've been leading up to. Mm-hmm. So I would say the one thing that people say the most is, I don't know how to ask for a referral. So here's here's what I recommend to people when it comes to asking for the referral call and check in. Don't ask for the referral when you're asking for something for your business. If you're doing business with them, call and check in with that person. How are things going? How has the service we've provided you? Or here's how the service you provided us is going. Who else do you know that I might be able to help? And that takes a little bit of the sting off of who else. I don't know whether any of you remember the old days when the insurance or the window salesman pass the paper across the table and it's like, now can you list your top five family and friends that I can make a call to now so that I can sell them insurance and windows as well. So everybody got real, real skittish about asking for referrals because those types of interactions gave referrals a bad name because they called them referrals, which they really weren't. So I think people really are a little bit nervous asking for referrals. Just ask the simple question, who else do you know that I can help? And that takes that salesy part out of it, which is what I find a lot of people don't want to do. They don't want to feel salesy. So uh, Bill and I were talking before the show. Bill Priestley, you know Bill, right? I do. Is he your fr- yeah. favorite brother-in-law? He absolutely is my favorite brother-in-law, oh, that's good. yes. He'll, he'll be glad to hear that. He'll be glad to. We're talking about referrals. We're talking about how that's a, a very close relation to networking. And learning networking is also learning the art of referrals. Do you agree with that? Uh, to a degree. 
I think it depends on how you're networking. If you're networking with a group of strangers and passing out business cards and hoping that you're going to find business on the other side, I think you're going to be very disappointed. If you are networking very strategically, as in the organization that you're networking in is your potential client, then I think that's a very strategic way to network. If you're networking in a group of strangers and you're asking for one specific thing, like an introduction to someone else versus please give me your business, then I think that's a very strategic way to network. But networking for the sake of networking rarely pays off. And that's what happens to a lot of people. They say, build your network. And people assume that means I'm going to go to a room full of strangers as many times as I can. I'm going to tell them what I do. I'm going to give them my card. I'm going to have a coffee meeting. And then everything's going to be fantastic. Rarely is that the way it happens. So if you're going to network, network in a room full of your target market. So for instance, with my property tax consulting company, I wanted to go where there were other real estate professionals that could send me business. So I joined a group called Commercial Real Estate Women. I networked in a room full of my target market all the time. That's smart networking. So networking for the sake of networking rarely is a good use of time. But when you put a good, strong networking strategy together, it can reap a lot of great benefits. And uh, exactly right. You need to put yourself where potential clients are. Not just strangers, but potential clients. And you have to build uh, a currency with them. Trust, currency, there, there's a lot of buzzwords that, that we can use. What, which one's your, your favorite one? Well, we call it just basically building your top 20 network is one of the things that I teach. So with everybody that I work with, we talk about who's your top 20. Who do you already have credibility with? Who do you already have profitability with? We spend so much time meeting new people and filling the top of that relationship pipeline full of people that we barely know and that we have to build relationship with. Go to the people who already know you, like you, and trust you. So build your network from the inside out. So the people who know you, like you, trust you, I have them make their top 20 list. Who are you already credible with? Is it a former employer? Is it uh, an employee, a former employee, a former coworker? Is it somebody who's already sent you business? Make that top 20 list of your credible people. Those are the people that you want to reconnect with if you haven't talked to them for a while. And then I have 22 different ways that you can stay in front of those people every month. Forward them a newsletter. You can write them a LinkedIn recommendation. You can uh, you can take the Facebook post that they made and you can post it out to your network. Buy Girl Scout cookies from them. So you start with your top 20 network of people you're already credible and profitable with. You reconnect with them, and then you find ways to stay in front of them every 30 days. If you work that network right, you're going to get a lot of referrals. So what you're doing is you're making deposits into their bank account, the relationship bank account. So when you're ready to make a withdrawal and you want to be introduced to someone, all you have to do is pick up the phone and call them, and they're more than happy to help you. I I like the deposit and the withdrawals because I always talk about adding value. You always have to be adding value. Every conversation, every touch point, you just need to add value. And if you can be valuable to them, and, and talking about business business, right? If you can help them out, they'll help you out. It's all this give and take, building currency, credibility, trust, all of that. But being able to, to help people to, to give value out makes networking and referrals all that much easier. And everybody thinks it has to be a big grand gesture. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't. 
when it comes to making deposits in those relationship bank accounts, like I said, buy Girl Scout cookies from their kids, buy Boy Scout popcorn from their kids. That's a huge investment in that relationship for them. If you know there's an event coming up, they might want to attend, just forward it on to them. What you're saying is, I know you, I know what you want, I know what you need, I understand you, and so I'm going to make this deposit towards you. So it doesn't have to be big grand gestures. All the time people are like, what big thing can I mail to them or what big thing can I drop off to them? It doesn't have to be that. As a matter of fact, they're tired of that sort of thing. What they want to know is they want to know that you know them, you see them, you understand them, and that's when they're going to want to help you back. Exactly. As What's another big mistake that you see besides not being in the right place, not being strategic about it, being a room full of strangers instead of a room full of potential customers? What's an, another big mistake that you see? My biggest mistake that I see is people not setting aside the time to get referrals. Everybody says they want referrals. Everybody will tell you, yes, I'd love to have more referrals. Well, where is it on your calendar? Where did you put the time on there to actually call somebody and ask for a referral, to make deposits in those bank accounts, to figure out what strategic networking you're going to do, what great introduction when somebody says, what do you do? What are you actually going to say to them? Everybody wants referrals, but they think it's just going to land in their lap by them just running around doing what they do on a regular basis. That's not the way it works. You have to put a strategy in place. You have to put time on your calendar to get referrals. That is the biggest thing I see is they want referrals, but they do nothing to actually get referrals. So put time on your calendar and actually put what referral activity you're going to do during that time. And that is a great place to start. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people that they make the mistake that they think it's a tactic. Referrals are a tactic and not a strategy. So you expect really short term results with a tactic. So I'm going to go out and ask for referrals that they don't happen in, in the next month, my next quota period. So it doesn't work. When in, right. in fact, yeah. it's a, it's a long-term strategy and you might not see the results that you want for, to, to, to me, a long time, maybe a year, maybe a year, maybe two years. But at one point, you know, you will get land that that will be your entire business will be referrals because of all the work that you did in the beginning without seeing the results right away at one point maybe it's a year maybe it's two years maybe it's six months who knows it depends on what business you're in but at some point it's all going to be referral based and that's when the real power starts yes and it takes time and the reason why it takes time is because we're dealing with people Mm -hmm. and when you're dealing with people then it, it just it evolves at the way that it evolves. You have to build trust with people. You have to build credibility with people. You have to stay in front of people. So it just, because we're dealing with people when it comes to referrals, that's what takes time. If you take the time to develop those relationships, build that trust and credibility, stay in front of them, then eventually you're right. It's like putting drops in the bucket and then you hit that tipping point and all of a sudden that bucket pours out. And I tell people when you're putting a good referral strategy together, it takes about eight months to one year to have that strategy pay off. But when it pays off, it pays off big. It does. It's, it's like it is fuel for a fire that, mm-hmm. you know, if you do it right, you're always going to have that fuel to keep the fire going. And it is much better in the long term than, than focusing on sales right now, uh, about methods right now, because it gets you out of really the, the cold calling world. 
you know. And referrals and, are really good for people mm-hmm. who don't like sales. It They're is, really yes. good because because when you have a cold call, you're like right here. I don't know you. You don't know me. And you got to go clear over here to get to the sale. When you get a referral from somebody, it's already been way warmed up. So when it comes to selling, you have from here to here to do and sometimes just here to here to do. Mm-hmm. If you don't like to sell, referrals is exactly the way you want to do business because people recommend you. People give testimonials. By the time they get to you, they're pretty much ready to buy. So referrals are definitely the way to get around the dislike of things. It really is. You're exactly right about that. For, for the average salesperson on the floor right now in a freight brokerage, what's the best method for asking for, with, asking for a referral without literally asking for a referral? What's the best way to, to really word it, to, to phrase it, to, uh, to, 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 where it doesn't sound you know, scripted or uncomfortable? I think to kind of go back to what we were talking about before is to talk about helping people. So everybody that's in business is in business to solve a problem. And so figuring out what problem you solve and then sharing that with people and just saying, who do you know that has this? I can help them solve that problem. So you're really a problem solver. You're not even a salesperson anymore. You're a problem solver. So if you're talking to somebody and you're not like, hey, I need a referral or can you pass me a referral? Who wants to do that? Nobody does. Nobody wants to be asked that way. But if you say, hey, these these are the problems I've found with some of my customers and clients lately. Do you know anybody else that has a problem like this that I might be able to help? That has a tendency to make the person who's making the ask feel comfortable and the person who's getting the ask to feel comfortable as well because now they feel like they're helping people as well instead of that, ooh, do you know any referrals you can give me? Exactly right. So whenever you start, you start, you started whiteboard learning, you have a lesson, guide, coaching, training. What was the first step? What was the first step that you have to do to become a, a great, to build a great re- referral network? What was the first thing? The first thing you have to do is you have to refine your ask. I call it your referral mini training. So if you want referrals, first of all, you have to know your target market. Who do you want referrals to help? Who are you going to help? Then we spend a lot of time selling our features to people. Features are for the sales conversation, not the referral conversation. So the next thing you need to know is what problem do you solve? The third thing is what will your potential customer or client be saying or doing? And then the fourth thing is what question can I ask to start the conversation? So this is how you get people out there proactively looking for referrals for you that are pre-qualified. So the very first step is, I teach my students, we think that getting referrals is 90% on the world out there. But getting referrals is 90% us, 10% the world out there. We have to do our homework first. So the first thing you have to teach people is your target market. Who would you like to be introduced to? How are you going to help them? What will they be saying and doing? And what question you can ask? And if you, if we have time, I can give you a quick example. But if not, we have a minute or so. So if you want to give a quick example, go ahead. Okay. So one of them, I can give an example of a, a chiropractor. So the chiropractor is a great golfer. He loves golfing. And so he wanted to help other golfers. So he narrowed his target market to golfers. He still does chiropractic for me and everybody else that comes along, right? But he really wants to work with golfers. What problem does he solve? He can help them take strokes off their golf game. So it doesn't say, I'm going to bring you in. I'm going to crack your back. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. 
what problem you're solving. I'm going to take strokes off your golf game. Now that's inspiring, right? Mm -hmm. So now if you want to send me referrals, here's what you can look for and listen for. Somebody who said, I haven't been on the golf course very much. My swing isn't as good as it used to be. My back's been a little rough. My shoulder hurts. I can't get out on the course the way I want to. That's what I'm looking for and listening for that you've taught me. The fourth thing is, the question is simply, who's helping you with that? And they'll tell you. And that is so easy. So the first thing I teach people when they're looking for referrals, you've got to have that that statement together. You share that with people, you're going to be amazed at what comes back. Exactly right. You know, healing your back is not the disservice. It's taking, taking strokes off the golf game. I say it all the time around here, niches are where the riches are. And building that, that is building a really great niche. Denise, thank you so much for your time today. It was a pleasure talking to you. Um, and you can reach out uh, Whiteboard Learning to, to learn more about referral marketing and find Denise on, on LinkedIn. So thank you very much. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. And that, I, you know, referrals, I, I'm going to talk more and more about referrals because I, I don't think I've talked about it enough. And it is specifically very important, especially since we are opening back up. People are going to conferences. It's a great way to network and build that referral network in this industry. And with that, we'll catch you next Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern time for Put That Coffee Down. I got friends only want to talk business. I got expenses. Winning expenses. I got expenses.